Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavielva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. So today I woke up pretty early, went to the gym, did the usual things. I uh, found it interesting because um, usually when I go to the gym, I like you know listen to music or whatever, but today I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to something different. I'm going to listen to some motivating music, uh, maybe a few, like, motivated, motivating speeches, all this crap, just to rile myself in a positive way so that I can get through today. And while I was there, I just realized something about myself. I realized that I really hadn't been physically active from the beginning of my sobriety. And it really has affected my emotions. And after I like just ran it out, I like lifted weights and I got all that, those feelings out. It really did make me feel a lot better about myself. And that's a little thing that got me up in the morning. And now I'm going to grab some coffee before I have to go back to work and do some other things in the morning. So I hope that everyone is having a good morning and I hope that you are safe and loved and happy. It's interesting because I had a very deep conversation with one of my friends about the future. And about goals. When you're younger, you have goals and aspirations, but you really don't understand. I don't know if you really understand the concepts of goals, because there's a difference between goals and dreams. Dreams and aspirations are things that you close your eyes and fantasize about, you know? And dreams can come true, but you have to work towards them. When I was little, I wanted to be an architect. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to be an artist. These aren't bad professions, but these are things that, as I got older, I really tend to to realize that they didn't really align with my strengths. And I think that sometimes when we make goals for ourselves, we have these ambitions for ourselves that are not really that realistic. For me, personally, I if I worked hard enough, sure, I could be an architect. But I'm also very, very good at talking at like with people. Um, talking in big groups of people, and I feel comfortable about public speaking. That's something that I have become comfortable with. Math and sitting down and studying numbers for me, are hard. And as I got older, I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go seek out a profession that I know that I'm going to thrive in. Does that mean that everyone should do that? No, not necessarily. Like, if you like something, try it. Go for it. But, I don't know. It's just interesting. And it's also interesting when you grow up with a group of people. Everyone has that group of friends, you know? A group of friends that you've known for a long while. Or you used to have a big group of friends that you used to know. Obviously, sometimes your friends die. Sometimes they move on. 
sometimes things change. But that's life, right? That's life. And when I was younger, I was really scared of change. I really resisted the change. I was, I felt like it was a big scary thing if one friend was moving away, far away from me, like I was never going to see them again. And you know, sometimes that does happen. You know, I had a fiancé that I loved with all my heart. And something, like a medical emergency came up. And they had to move away. They had to move away and take care of themselves, take care of their family. That is what prioritized them. And at first, I was heartbroken. I was like, how could they do this to me? But in reality... The change is not a bad thing. The change is not a bad thing. And it's so fascinating, really, because everything in your life that you truly, truly wish for and truly, truly dream for always comes true. It always comes true. But never at the time that you think it will come true, you know? When I was younger and I was homeless, I really wanted to go to the U of M. I wanted to go there because I was a synchronized swimmer. I swam there in seventh grade and years later on, and I just dreamt. I was like, these people that go to this university are cool. They're awesome. <laughs> now I'm a graduate, you know, and I, I, it's funny because at one point in my life, that was the biggest dream that I could have ever dreamt of, right? And I'm sure everyone else has those things too, something that they aspired to be, something that they wanted to be. And it's funny because life makes that happen for you, but in weird, bizarre ways. Weird, weird, bizarre ways. I was, I was looking up, um... Some, you know, when you get bored, the internet is a fascinating thing. It always moves you from one topic to the next. It kind of, like, eases your, like, everybody's, like, I don't, I hate to say ADD or ADHD because not everyone has that. But it kind of, it kind of cures, like, the scattered mentality that humans just already have normally. And me, I... As you would know, listening to my, my my podcasts... Oh my god, did I just stutter? That was weird. <laughs> anyway, but listening to my podcasts, you probably have figured out that, you know, I move from one topic to the next. And that's just human nature. We tend to do that, I feel like. And the internet is a fascinating thing. So I was going on there the last night while I was, you know, finishing up some work, and... I came across the idea of, like, positive thinking and, you know, the secret and the, the power of, you know, manifestation and stuff. It's interesting because it's, I believe, a lot of those, like, seeking out, like, positive things in your life and being thankful, that kind of falls into the elm of religion, you know? Like, when you go and pray, or, you know, whatever you do, whether it's to Allah or Jesus or God or to the universe, or if even if you cast a spell, if you're a Satanist, um, maybe you, you know, pray Satan, who knows? But, like, all of those constructs are really similar. 
And I do believe that, you know, looking at the world in a more lightening view is good. And and I think when people think about it, they're like, oh, you're just going to walk around the street, like, prancing around, jogging because life is so fucking fantastic. No, (laughs) I don't think it's supposed to work like that. I don't think you're supposed to be like, oh, someone, like, comes and checks your shit and you're like, oh, don't worry, it's just my wallet, I can get a new one. Like, no, no, no. Not like that. Like, I think that some people take it too far and think that it's kind of like this, you know, fairy tale thing. No, I think what they mean is, like, trying to not take life so serious. Anyway, so, yeah, I was... I was looking up that kind of stuff, and I was like, you know what, I, I agree, but I also don't agree. I have, like, a select few friends that are, like, more pessimistic, and nothing against them. I am more personally drawn to people that are more positive, because I like to be a positive person, and I try to make sure that my life is at least fun, as fun as it can be, even though, you know... Depression gets you down, anxiety hits you hard, addiction teases you. Like, all this shit is already, like, nasty enough. Why does your attitude have to be really that nasty, you know? That's just how I feel when it comes to those kind of constructs. One good show that I have been watching, and it's on Netflix. I don't know if anybody out there... Like, if everybody out there has Netflix, but steal your freaking friend's account, okay? Just do it. <laughs> and there's this show called Evil on Netflix. And I really like this show. And the reason why I like it is because there is a group of people. Um, it's a fictional show. But there's a group of people. There's a priest, a psychologist, and then kind of... I'm not sure what the third person is, but they're just very technology like savvy and they're just very logical so you have these three people from three different points of life but they work together to solve crimes and i think that it's just fascinating because and kind of humorous because you'll have like the priest saying like oh this lady is acting this way she's possessed and then the other woman will be like well i think that she has this schizophrenia or something and then the other person, the logical person, he'll be like, guys, it's not of any of those things. It's the mold that's in the house causing people to inhale the fumes, blah, blah, blah. It's just a very cute, like charming, kind of like thrilling kind of show. And I like it. I would recommend anybody who would want to see it because it is so good. And I've been binge watching that show for forever. <laughs> I I love all the characters, and they're just so fun. This pandemic has really gotten me, like, fixed on, like, long shows, you know? I've become a person that I don't really like to just watch, like, an hour movie. I'm like, oh, that shit's movie? Like, that that shit's a movie. It's, It's boring. It's like, after an hour, you're like, okay, now what? You know, I like to watch series. Series where, like, there's twists and turns and you know, things go on and on. But everyone has always, like, stumbled upon a series that just sucked ass. You know, like, 
some series are really good and some are just ugh, you know some you just don't get into but I'm just happy to kind of be you know investing my time in more positive things I'm kind of exploring more about myself through my sobriety and it's kind of funny because a lot of people will come to me and they will be like oh you know Vivian the you know sobriety is such a great thing it's such a beautiful thing and yeah it is (laughs) like today it is tomorrow well we'll see I feel, <laughs> you know, it is beautiful. And in the long run, it is very positive. Like, it's very rewarding. But, God, some days you're just like, man, this shit sucks. This shit's boring. And you really just have to learn, relearn how to live your life. Do you ever real? Do you ever wish that you could go back sometimes as when you were a little kid and just live your life in like a more articulate, well-mannered sense. Of course, that would never happen. That would be literally impossible. But I, I'm sure everyone thinks about this every once in a while. Like how you wish that you could go back to your younger self and just be like, dude, this shit's not important. Like this shit is not going to benefit you later. Like... If I were to talk to my younger self, my younger self meaning 10 years old, drinking a Long Island on the beach of Mexico, like thinking that this was going to be the most lavishing lifestyle that I could ever have, I would have told myself, okay, girl, you better stop that right now. Get that stupid ass drink out your hand. Stop looking at all those partiers. Stop looking at all those people that are trying like that are traveling the world. Yes, I am a world traveler, but I don't have to be that kind of world traveler. That's not the world like world traveler you want to be. You know, you want to be an educated person when you travel. Be aware of what the customs are. Be aware of what like you should do and what you should not do. When you enter someone else's country or someone else's state. You know, don't hoe around. Who cares? Like, maybe have fun, but be responsible. I think I would have probably told my younger self, like, cool, that's awesome that you want to go see other states and stuff. And learn different cultures and different languages. But save your damn money. That's what I would have told myself. I would have told myself to save my damn money. And really focus in school. But, you know, you can't go back. You can't go back to the past. And that's okay. Because the past is very powerful. But it's also meant to be forgotten. One thing that I've never really understood was the concept of revenge. When people talk about revenge... And they're just like, oh, this person did me wrong. Or this person was mean to me. Like, or even in my case, someone had abandoned me. Someone had left me on the street homeless. But still, the people that interact with you, they're human. There's a difference between genuinely being sorry and unaware and being ignorant. 
Some people choose to be ignorant. And not in the sense that you would think. Like, people don't actually physically sit there and say, Hey, I'm not going to learn about this because I'm ignorant. No. They're just choosing to be ignorant because they don't feel comfortable learning new things. Learning new things is hard. Learning new things is difficult. Trust me, I know. (laughs) Like, relearning life. Like, through this whole sobriety, I just feel like I've had to rediscover myself. I've had to start from the beginning of time, from the 10 years old to until I was 28. That whole mess of a period where I was drinking, like, 18 years. 17, 18 years of drinking and, like, putting something off. Not really understanding my emotions and my feelings. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to have to go back. You know, when you're seeing all your friends and seeing all these people succeeding. And the best advice that I have for anybody that might be going through sobriety like me for the first time. Or like anybody going through anything. Is It sounds so cliche, but you really can't compare yourself to anybody else. And it's funny, because a lot of things that people say over and over, cliche, like, oh, you know, focus on yourself. Like, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Communicate. Listen. All of these things people tell you daily and daily and daily. Especially me, because I, I studied, like, social work. I studied social work as sociology, psychology, and in my field, I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of young people. And I say these things all the time. I hear these things all the time. And for me, I never really, really, really listened to that kind of advice. I would say it, but then when I would go home, it would be like an, an easy phrase. One of those phrases that you hear so often. It's kind of like when you walk down the street. Someone's like, good morning. You're like, good morning. It's not like, there's no meaning. And there are meanings to those words. It's so underrated. But it's true. And I just always have to remind myself, like, yeah, it's embarrassing to be an alcoholic. Yes, it's taboo. Yes, people have accusations and thoughts about alcoholics. They think they're irresponsible. They think that they are unsuccessful. They think that, you know, they're abusive. And yes, they can be. I was. I was this person. I was. But I don't want to be this person because I am not this person. Like a substance had made me into this person. But that wasn't actually me. And so taking a step back and being like, hey, these are all symptoms of something that is going on. Like I had mentioned in my past podcast in my past podcast. Past podcast. Anyway, the past podcast that I have mentioned. I also 
stated that I believe that alcoholism and addiction and aggressive behavior, they are side effects. I really truly believe that they are side effects of bigger issues. And like anything, if you got sick physically, if you broke your arm, you wouldn't not go to the doctor. You know what I mean? And that's why I think that addiction and mental health is still really taboo in our society. Like, it's getting better, but it really is... It, it could be better. It could be better than it is. Just because, like, when you go to the doctor, you would instantly go if you broke your arm. Instantly. You wouldn't even think twice. You wouldn't think, like, oh, my arm's broken. Let me just sit on it for a week, see if it works out now. Or, like, oh, it looks a little bruised up. Looks like I'm losing a lot of blood. But you know what? I'm going to just wait a few days, see if it goes away, and I think I'll be cured. Like, what? Nobody does that. And I feel like when I talk about my sobriety and I talk about addiction and I talk about mental illness, like, most people are learning that, yeah, it's kind of like a physical illness. It's something that you have to work on. It's something that you have to go every day and really take note on how it's going, you know? I, I've realized that with my, like, addiction and with my... Honestly, to tell you the truth, I fucking... My body loves alcohol. And with that, I have to work every day. When I wake up, I have to, like, look in a mirror and say, you know what? I understand that you like doing this and I understand that you might have cravings and that's human and that's okay, but... You are not going to do it today. We are going to be better than that. We are sober. We are focusing on ourselves. And the taste that I have in my mouth, the craving, is a side effect. It's not something that I need. It's something that is telling me that I want it because there is a bigger issue. And that is what I am going to figure out through my sobriety and through my goals. And I'm really hoping, like, through these podcasts that I can break that uneasiness. I want to break that uneasiness of talking about addictions. I don't want it to be an elephant in the room. I want it to be like all the other chairs. You know, somebody's in a wheelchair. Somebody's blind. Somebody is you know, has mental illness. Somebody, you know, might have cancer. Like, it's it's okay to have these things. People are still beautiful. And we are strong. And I think that uniting people and making them feel loved and powerful allows us to better control these things. I have to admit, though, you know, every everybody has their faults. Everybody has their downfalls. And it's okay. It's okay to have your downfalls. It's okay to have your mistakes. Some mistakes, though, are far greater than others. You know what I mean? One, like, one thing that I just can't understand is when people look at other people and are just racist. Like and when when we say racist, I'm not saying about 
the racism that people have, like, there's a, I really shouldn't be sticking up for any type of racism, because racism is bad, regardless, you know, but there's a difference between racism and acceptance, you know, like, accepting people for their differences is wonderful, Like, when people say, like, oh, I don't see color, or I don't see the world in black and white, that's like me walking down the street and saying, like, I'm, I'm walking down Minneapolis, and I'm going to ignore the fact that I am a woman, and I'm walking down the street at 8 p.m. Like, it's dark, it might be dangerous. But I don't see color. I don't discriminate. Um, and I'm not sexist. So I'm just going to walk and do down the street and do whatever the fuck I want. Like, that's stupid. That is stupid. Because the, the roots of being se- like sexist and racism, I feel like, started from a survival mechanism. A survival mechanism that is no longer needed. Like when we were back in the beginning of time, if you were like a caveman or something, or who knows what the hell you were, a viking or a warrior or a ninja, who the fuck cares? But I feel like from the beginning of time, race was a dictating factor. Like it was a factor that... people needed when they were uneducated about others and unaware and unable to travel really far to really understand different cultures and be even, you know, like I had said earlier, aware of different people. Like, obviously, if you were protecting your tribe or your people and you see this random-ass person that looks nothing like you, it would be instinctual to be like, hey, we gotta make sure that this person is not an evil person or a bad person trying to take over our land. You know, I think that racism racism has that kind of, like, underline, you know? And in the past, it might have been good for survival because if something didn't look like you, you would survive. But now, that doesn't make no sense. Now that doesn't make any sense at all because we're all civil people and we realize that we have so much more in common than than we don't, you know what I mean? Uh, Everybody wants love. Everybody wants success. Everybody wants money. Everybody wants a family. Everybody wants... Whether it's like a family, you know, a heterosexual family, a gay family, a single family. You know, maybe it's just you and your parents. Like, who cares, you know? Like, but everyone has these goals now. Everyone is... Thrives to be educated in something. Everybody does. Everybody thrives for success. We have so much in common. Just there's little things that make us very different. And to like... To not notice those things... Would be... Incredibly unintelligent. Because... If you would go to someone... And you knew... That they didn't speak English... But you spoke English to them... And you needed... Something from them... How do you expect to work that out? Like that doesn't work out. That would never work out. So that's why diversity is so important. And diversity, I believe, is also very important to survival of the fittest. In different regions. Like, if, you're, if you can tolerate the heat, 
you can tolerate cold weather, it's going to make you thrive better in those particular elements. I don't know. I, I don't understand that, like, whole racism crap. Like, now it just doesn't make any sense. Because we're all in it together. We have a bigger issue now than we do among ourselves. Our bigger issue right now is global warming. We have to protect our Earth. We have to protect our people. Our people might not look the same. They might not even be from the same descent. But we need to protect our people from a, a pandemic. We have to protect our world from global warming. Otherwise, we will all perish. Because disease is not racist. <laughs> disease and illness is not racist. They don't, it doesn't care what you are. It doesn't care if you're male. It doesn't care if you're female. It's just interesting. Man, maybe my heart is racing now because <laughs> after working out this morning, maybe I had a lot to put on my chest. Who knows? A, a lighter topic that I'm going to talk about is I went back to the gym, right? And I don't really usually do my, you know, you know those, uh, what are those called? Let me try to remember. Chest press? Is that the thing where you lay down and you like lift that bar? You know, I was like, okay, let me try this, man. I haven't done this since, like, the quarantine, really. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to lift up this bar and I'll be fine, right? The bar itself is, like, 45 pounds. And I was like, I, I think I can do this, right? So I lay down there on the, fr like, on the bench. And, you know, there's not too many people. I, I really love working out at the YWCA. The YWCA has a powerful message to empower women and eliminate racism and I absolutely love that slogan and it also there's no creepers at that gym there's a lot of like more mature older elderly people and so like for me as a person that has taken a huge break from the quarantine I absolutely love working out at the YWCA anyway so yeah I was like laying down on that bench and I was like, okay, here we go. And I lift the bar up. I do maybe three. And my right hand is like shaking like a leaf. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, good thing there's nobody here. And good thing this is only a bar because if this shit falls on me, like, I'll be fine. Like, I'm 130 pounds. I'll be fine if 45 pounds lands on my chest. I'll just roll over and whatever. So I was like... Like, my one arm was, like, struggling, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm, like, huffing and puffing. I can feel my face turn red. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I look around, and there's not really that many people. There's, like, one worker on his phone, you know, looking at the security cameras, and then there's this other guy, like, chilling. And the other guy, he's, he's a little skinny, so I was like, okay, good. Maybe I'll ask him. <laughs> he doesn't look too intimidating. So I go over there. And I'm like, hey, man. Uh, you know, and I was worried because the COVID, you know, I, I could understand if people don't want to help me. So I was like, you know, sorry, man. I, uh, you know, you can say no if you don't want to. But uh, I was wondering if you could uh, help me on these weights. And he was like, oh, sure. He was like, yeah, yeah. 
He was like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I didn't fucking know what the machine was called to save my life. So I was like, oh, uh, just working on my chest. <laughs> I don't fucking know what the machines are called. So it was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I lay down there and I, I'm like, shit, if this guy's going to help me, I might as well put just a teeny bit of weight back on because otherwise he's going to think that I'm fucking lame. So I was like, okay. I'm just gonna grab the lightest, like, weights possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm just gonna grab the tens. So I get the tens on there, ten on each side, and I'm calculating in my head. I'm like, 45, 55, 65. I was like, you know, that's kind of like a, that's not too bad. That's like a five-year-old child, you know. I've worked in preschool. I've lifted a few kids. I think I can do this. So I like lay down on the bench and it's such a great like view when you're like a random person is looking at your face like huh? and you're like <laughs> hi and then they're like this guy was great though I don't know his name but he was awesome he was like you can do this and I was like okay <laughs> I can here we go and so I'm like I do two you know and I'm I well, I'm trying to, like, think of something in my head that will make me, like, you know, strong. Like, I'm not that kind of person that, like, if someone's watching me, it makes me do better. It just, like, it doesn't really do anything. Like, you know how, like, some people, like, in movies, there's, like, somebody comes and there's a hot chick and all of a sudden all the guys are like, Oh, you know, I can lift, like, 300 pounds now because this chick is watching me. Uh, yeah, that's not me. I really wish that I had that superpower. Like, if a hot dude or a hot chick was looking at me, I wish I could just, you know, grab weights and start lifting, but that's not me. <laughs> um, so, I get to, like, my second one, and my arm is fucking dying. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it's, it's, my left arm is interesting because everyone has their dominant leg in their arm, right? My No, it's my left leg that's, like, more strong, and then my right arm is more strong, you know? It's like you're masturbating hand, and you're, like, kicking people in the ball's foot. Like, the right hand is just a lot stronger for me, and the left foot is just a lot stronger. So, like, my left hand was not really working too well with me, and I see this rando guy's face and I'm like huffing and puffing I feel the sweat the balls of sweat rolling down my head like my forehead and I only did two okay it's only 65 pounds and I'm like ah shit and so but I I try to brush it it off right and so I'm like the bar is at my chest and I'm lifting for the third one for the third one I'm like come on come on come on come on and I let out a You know in the you know in the gym when you see those like big buff guys you know with the bulky muscles and they're just lifting like 300 pounds they're like you know kind of like just moaning and groaning and you're like yeah you know good for you and I just let out a very embarrassing like (laughs) and I'm like in my head like thinking like this guy thinks I'm a wimp I gotta do it I gotta do it to four. And so, like, now I'm, like, really sweating. Like, I'm, like, my I'm like my hands are shaking. And he was, like, you got two more. And I was, like, wow, this guy is really motivating me. That's really nice. And I was, like, I only got two more. So I pushed the second one. And I'm really glad I had a mask on because if I didn't have a mask, I think I would have been spitting all over this rando's face. And I'm really just glad that it was covered. 
because the second time I just didn't hold back. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh god! And my at this point, like I thought the bar was gonna smack me in my neck, like you know, like in the movies when you see like the bar like strangling people because they can't lift it up. I was like, please don't do this because otherwise this rando is gonna think that I'm a super hella wimp. So I really can't do this now. And he was like. You got this. You can do it. One more. And I was like, oh yeah, I gotta do this. I gotta do this because <laughs> I'm already this far. So the fifth one, my arm. That <laughs> was shaking so bad. I was like, shit, I don't think I can do this. Like, I literally was shaking so much that like, I, like, you know when you, you're like lifting something really heavy and you see that the bar is like almost there and you can't get it because you are using all your strength and I was like pushing and my l face was turning red but I was trying to breathe too because you know I didn't want to faint and so then I was like like I was like come on come on come on and I was like pushing 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 and I, I saw the guy looking at me too he was kind of contemplating like should I actually help her right now or does she want to push it through because I seen you know how like when you're like um when you're what's it called there's a word for it spotting when you're spotting somebody you know when you're like spotting somebody and then their like hands are just kind of inching like oh should I help you or not you know like they're kind of contemplating whether or not they should really help you and I, I could tell that he probably has been at the gym a lot, maybe with his friends, because he was really more verbally, like, like encouraging than physically. So I was like, he probably is expecting me to finish this off. And it was only the one last one anyway. And with all my might, like, I, like, let out the, like, weirdest old man grunt in my whole entire fucking life. I was like, yeah! Just kidding, that was exaggerated, but it, it felt like that. And I got it to, like, where it holds the bar, and I, like, it clinked. It was, like, clink, and I was, like, oh. 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 And he was, like, wow, good job. And I was, like, thank you, man. And I got, I sanitized my shit and got out of there so fast because I was, like, damn, that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks. And I like sanitized and got the fuck out of the gym. I was like, you know what? I think that was good enough. <laughs> Obviously, I did other things too. I did cardio and stuff. But like, you know, and did other different weights. But after that, I was like, you know what? I, I, I did the most that I could do. I'm not going to embarrass, embarrass myself anymore. So I'm out. And yeah. And now I feel great. <laughs> I'll go back tomorrow before I work. And, uh, yeah, just trying to <laughs> work on my strength. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to my podcasts. I really appreciate you. And I really hope that everyone feels, you know, safe and happy and is able to do something for themselves today. If you can do anything for yourself, maybe it's like a walk in the park or maybe it's just to enjoy your life. Um, please do so. And have a very, very good day and safest, safest of travels.